and I've got a lovely Burr Island gin and tonic. So you also put really annoying ice cubes in the yeah, sorry. Tonic, which our editor apologies. Yeah, sorry to sorry, complain God. about. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'll maybe try not to drink it on the way through. I have a big slurp now, like <laughs> and then not have any till the end when we do a little cheers. There you go. That's that's my promise. Sorry, Scott. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie-Anne Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit howtotakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. Welcome listeners to what is, oh I love the jazz hands there, for those who are not watching on YouTube, Lee was doing some very fabulous jazz hands to go with a very fabulous outfit I have to say. Well, so uh, can we just have a moment for, for said outfit because this uh, you might recognise was the dress that I paid a bloody fortune for for Carrie Ann's wedding and haven't had a chance to wear since. I do recognise and it looks gorgeous and it's bringing back all the memories. I thought we we got shortlisted for an award recently. Just just laying just drop that in there. And um, <laughs> and I thought perfect. I, I I'll get another wear. My pound per wear ratio can be reduced ah! by wearing it to this no. old thing. And then that was too trendy and I couldn't wear this. It wasn't. It was too just so very it's, glamorous. It's just been, like it's it's yeah. She so can I glam. Well, because welcome to what is the last episode of this series. So we've gone celebratory, like end of series kind of wrap party mode, haven't we? we said, let's get dressed up. Let's have a little drinky poo. Um, we haven't done that in a long while on a how to take the lead episode. So I'm quite glad that we've brought the celebratory drinks back. Um, and mentioning my wedding, another little plug for my wedding, which was the last series of Take the Lead, we were talking about having the wedding, I think, or just having had the wedding. And this one, uh, it was last year. How has that happened? Uh, getting ready for the old first wedding anniversary soon. And um, I've got a lovely Burr Island gin and tonic. So you also put really annoying ice cubes in the yeah, gin sorry. Tonic, which our editor apologies. Yeah, is sorry. Going to sorry, complain Scott. about. Sorry, Scott. I'll maybe try not to drink it on the way through. I have a big slurp now, like. And then not have any till the end when we do a little cheers. There you go. That's that's my promise. Sorry, Scott. Sorry. Um. So, uh, yes. So uh, our last episode of this series of How to Take the Lead, all the Burr Island vibes going on with the dress and the gin, which I'm loving. And we did uh, not coordinate. No, we didn't. So that's just a weird little thing that's happened. A bit We're spooky. We're evolving into one another. Yeah, we did promise at something we attended recently that we do do stuff separately as well we don't always come as a pair but you know uh, with, price... with, with with the modern day Chaz and day <laughs> chuckle brothers you know you you name your duo of choice. yeah yeah whatever duo of choice you'd like maybe share that on socials get in touch tell us which uh which famous duo you'd most liken us to i'm always going front and deck but that's only for the photo shoot moments so uh, if you know, you know. If you've been on the Insta, you'll know that. But um, anyhow, we digress. We digress. So we've got that happy end of series vibe going on here. Um, 
And uh, before I get into uh, the main topic of conversation, obviously just reminding people that we are on all of the podcast platforms. So whichever is your favourite, you can listen to us there. You can subscribe. So we drop straight into your inbox when new episodes land. Uh, We are also on YouTube if you'd like to watch us along the way rather than just listen. And we are on Substack. So uh, there will be an article with every episode uh, as well as some in-between musings, uh, which will give you more exclusive content thoughts Uh, all of that kind of jazz over on Substack and on the socials. uh, Do let us know which duo we most remind you of. It's going to be the Chuckle Brothers, isn't it? Uh, uh, Over on our Instagram, uh, you can catch up with us there, leave a comment, DM. So I think that's everything I need to share by way of starting. Have I forgotten anything, Lee? No, no, all is good. Fabulous. I just feel you're very regal sat there. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like you're. I don't, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving this vibe. It's like a new kind of. Well, carry on. Do you know dynasty kind of <laughs> vibe right, going on? Than, get out my pub. Get out my pub. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, it's like end of, end of term vibes here. <laughs> yeah. So, so we will uh, get on with uh, this last conversation of series, and uh, it's. I don't. I don't want to say a weird one because that's not really selling it to listeners. But no, what we were, thanks, what, well done. what we were planning to talk about is what. So we're all about the learning. We're all about the improving. But what we wanted to talk about was what you might need to unlearn in order to be a better leader. So that is the topic of conversation for this final episode. And um, I think it's potentially quite easy to get a bit set in our ways. As a leader, we talk a lot about pushing outside of our comfort zone, but most of us know where we feel like we operate possibly at our best, but definitely at our most comfortable. And as listeners will know, we are all about challenging that status quo. And we think it's really important to consider what things we might need to unlearn in order to better ourselves in that leadership space. So that's what we're going to talk about this episode. And Lee, I'm going to throw it over to you, like sort of pen at the ready, poised to give us some good content here. What exactly let's, do let's we... not over-promise and under-deliver. Ah, no, come on, we're going for it. We're going for it. What, what exactly do we mean by this phrase unlearn? Because I'm hearing it a bit more now in the leadership space, but it does feel like a sort of term that maybe people haven't been used to hearing. So, so what do we mean by unlearning? Do you know, just as an aside, you're right, I've heard this term a lot and I've been reflecting on it a lot, but I used it for the first time about uh, probably about nine to ten months ago and I hadn't really heard of it, well, I hadn't heard of it before because I did think I invented that word. Well, so straight from the horse's mouth then, this is going to be a good response to the question. Because I was doing some like reflection coaching uh, practice and I was like, do you know, it feels like I've, I've always got to unlearn what it is that I was taught. And I genuinely thought that this was a brand new word that I had created. And I was, you know, g- going back to the thought leader. Uh, See, you I were like well ahead it, of yeah. the time. And then it's like literally everywhere. And now <laughs> now I don't know how I feel. So I, lo- I was loving the word. 
now I'm feeling like, oh, is it just one of those corporate BS buzz? Type yeah, is it a buzzword? Buzzword, and I don't like it, and I'm feeling really torn because, like, there's a pride that I invented. I was about, yes, I was about to say, is this level of feeling torn because you're a bit disappointed that you didn't invent yeah. invent it? So obviously, thinking about the bias that you might have in that, yeah. but for yeah. the sake of this episode, we've gone with unlearn. Yes, so what yes. what do we mean by the term unlearn? And when you first introduced that to the leadership world, Lee, what did you mean specifically <laughs> by unlearning? <laughs> well, I think for me, it's always been about giving myself permission to let go of old thinking or actions in order to make space for new stuff and and kind of referencing the point you you said at the beginning about we're all about the learning and taking on new things you know our brains our emotions everything we're, we're, we're like a computer hard drive we get full up we've got to let some stuff go to let the new things come in um otherwise we've got, I've got to overwrite or delete or something's got to happen in order for us to um develop i think are you sure what? you didn't? Are you sure you didn't invent this? Because I really love that. I was like, yes, Lee, I'm loving this whole analogy. Absolutely. For me, it was about that evolution. So, you know, it might be about your mindset. It might be about changing behaviours. And it doesn't always mean stopping something, I don't no. think, although it absolutely might. But it is about that growth and that evolution towards a new, hopefully better way of yeah. being. And I was I was struggling a little bit with this with the notion of you know your your letting go of old thinking because I think when we say that we often think oh it's out of date and outdated and we when we talk about leadership mm. challenges and change things we want to change we talk about the old way of leading and we do mean that in the kind of outdated modes and I don't necessarily mean that when I say old here because I don't really think that that is the case but I mm. think it's it's about making sure we don't get stuck or we're being held back by things um, because that's the way we've been taught we should do it. So yeah. there's a whole like neuroscience thing behind it, which is if you keep doing the same things all the time, you become resistant to change. Mm. And so working on undoing or unlearning helps you to create the little neural pathways. And yeah, the reset them. Yeah, and we get to grow and it helps us be more innovative and all of that kind of stuff. So, And it's a bit like that. It's the whole habit forming thing, isn't it, with yeah. the neuroscience that actually if you want to give up a bad habit, you almost have to create a new one to take the place and redirect the pathway to stop you yeah. from having the gin and tonic with the ice cubes in or whatever, whatever it might be. And the more times you practice it, the more that becomes the kind of more updated way of doing things so um so yeah brilliant i love that thank you lee so we're like the apple operating system where we just like variations just slightly improving every time yeah i'm loving before it before we get dumped by our husbands and replaced by a younger model like when apple bring out a new version i don't know why i said that not neither of us have had that happen can i just say <laughs> not this time round yet yeah. <laughs> i love it See, it's only taken how many series for my total oversharer to come out. <laughs> um, so moving us on before this turns into a therapy session rather than something more useful for our listeners. Uh, I thought it might be helpful, though this may well become therapy, to be honest. 
Um, I thought it might be helpful perhaps to give some examples from our own experiences about things, and this is to make it tangible and something that people can feel and, and see as real. What things might we have had to unlearn in our careers? So I'm delving a bit here and digging, Lee. So feel free to share what you're most comfortable sharing. But have there been specific things that you can almost pinpoint going, yeah, I had to unlearn that in my yeah. leadership journey so far. Yeah. And I'm sure there might be more to come in the future. But yeah, well, you, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there, there's there's almost been like, three stages I'd say to my unlearning in my life so there's the kind of the corporate life where I had to unlearn all the things I'd learned about leadership which is kind of what we we try and do with this podcast in in a way which mm. is um stuff that was out of date or attitudes and behaviors and stereotypes and all that which I you know and I've talked about this before on on the podcast that I thought was how I had to behave so you know you've you you get the wrong role models and all of that so I had to do some unlearning and, and learn what what type of leader I wanted to be I think also just from a professional point of view you know we know professions evolve and adapt and Back in the day when we were both starting out in our communications careers, yeah, you know, everyone wanted a spin doctor and wanted someone that could manage the media. And now, yeah, you know, and and you so you've got to do unlearning to to think and talk mm. like that to to satisfy certain audiences. So, so I've got that. Then I've got my, I suppose my now business life, and I've had to do loads of unlearning in that. I had to unlearn how not to do a nine to five working like you know the yeah. corporate conditioning of i get up at nine work till five i mean you obviously leadership roles you do a lot longer than that but i had to unlearn and and redefine what what that looked like for me when i did my coach training you get taught very specific models you get assessed to deliver coaching in a very particular way mm. and then Actually, when you go out into the real world, as you start to implement that and you you test it on real clients, you realize that what you get taught can be a bit too rigid and a bit too directive. And so, you know, as I said, when I came up with the epiphany and invented the word unlearning, it was when I was doing some some mentor coaching and my mentor um we would we were like challenging what it meant to show up as a coach and I was like god I really have to unlearn what I got taught in my training about this particular issue um so so there's been those really practical things and then I think the third area of unlearning is the real deep mindset stuff so limiting beliefs or views that I've had that have perhaps held me back from growing as a person so questioning whether I'm good enough, questioning why should I be the one doing this because someone else is more expert, all of those types of things. I've had to unlearn some of those narratives that might be playing. So I that was <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I was only because I was making notes because so much of what you said resonated with me, particularly around the corporate and the business element mm. of unlearning. And, and that's you're doing them concurrently. So that yeah, I was going to say that's definitely been one for me that as you were talking, I was like, actually, yeah, I can really resonate with that because having to balance having a corporate leadership role and then also running my own business and having a 
different leadership role in that space has felt quite challenging and and I guess also the sector that I work in for my day job you know is a bit about being apolitical and you know working in the public sector which means I've had to sort of think very differently in that space around how I show up for my business and putting myself out there a bit more and I've sort of had to unlearn some of what I've naturally maybe thought I better keep some of that opinion to myself because that's maybe not going to go down so well in the corporate space so that definitely definitely resonated with me alongside what you said about kind of questioning yourself and and your validity of being in that space so sort of that you know why would anybody want to listen to what I've got to say kind of thing there was definitely some unlearning there and when when I posed the question to myself and reflected on it a really big part of it for me has been around my sort of people pleasing tendencies and actually having to unlearn uh, my desires to want to keep everybody happy and be liked by everyone as I've progressed through my leadership career because actually it's not my job to necessarily be liked as a leader it's my job to lead and sometimes I have to take decisions uh, that other people are not going to be happy with and I've got to unlearn my own personal desires around wanting everybody to think I'm a nice person so um so yeah there's definitely been stuff that I've had to unlearn along the way as well so um thank you for sharing I know sometimes we don't always get quite so direct with the personal questions but I thought it would be helpful um for listeners to hear a bit about our own experiences to maybe help frame some of their own reflections around what they might want to consider around unlearning it, it, because it's a buzzword, it's mm. perhaps still catching on in certain places and people might think, well, unlearning, does that mean I've done something wrong? And yes. it's not, It's we're not coming at this from a, from a point of doing anything wrong. It's about ev- evolution, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's a lovely segue into what I wanted to touch on next, which is actually how do we know that we might need to unlearn something? Partly because maybe we are, like this is a buzzword that we've not really heard or talked about before for ourselves but also because there might be that like well slight resistance to it because you're assuming it's about I've done something badly or I've done something wrong so how do you think as leaders we kind of get that sense that we need to start unlearning certain things I think that so for me a lot of stuff always goes back to what's the outcome that you're seeking and the question I've said this on other episodes and a similar question which is what do I need to do differently to make it happen and in those insights will be the things that you will need to change and it might be thinking it might be behaviors it might be um actions and that might involve some level of unlearning um so I think in recognizing that you need to change in some way to make something happen will bring a level of insight and uh, focus on the things that you might want to tackle in terms of unlearning. Um, but it is a work in progress. And you know, well, like any habit change, it, it will be gradual and you might not realise that you have even done unlearning until a new habit is formed. You know, there might be things that you're doing now that actually you, you are um, subconsciously unlearning old ways and practices. Yeah but you just haven't couched it as that. And then you'll suddenly realise, oh, yeah, actually my whole mindset has shifted around this. Um, And then finally, I think there's something around 
there there are other signals that you can be alert to so and and it is quite similar to what we were talking about in the in the risk conversation and the disruptive um leadership conversation so being alert to maybe assumptions that we're making and questioning why do we think like that why do we act like that um reviewing the mistakes that we might have made so i know we've said it's not about doing something wrong but sometimes it could be that and and not necessarily wrong but just perhaps not got the outcome that you had hoped for and, and learning from that um it might be from taking risks and in doing so you've got to do something different along the way um and it could be seeking views and input from other people that aren't the normal people who are in your circle of influence or your support network who can perhaps highlight to you where you might need to focus on on learning and and we see that particularly in uh, diversity and equity issues and uh, challenging your own biases around particular things you need to go into different spaces to understand what you might need to unlearn in terms of what you think yeah well I, c- I couldn't put it better myself Lee because the, the things that I'd had written down in Sorry. my notes were around <laughs> no that's good were written down in my notes were around that insight feedback and fundamentally are we achieving what we set out to achieve so if you've set out with an intention to achieve something and you're not achieving it there might be something different that you have to do and some of that might be about unlearning a behavior or a certain way of thinking um in order to move you to that space to to achieve it so absolutely and and sometimes i think there's even a bit of your own gut feel and instinct in there that actually this this way of operating as a leader for some reason just doesn't sit as comfortably with me now and it's causing a level of discomfort which means I might need to have a rethink about my approach in that space. And I, you know, we've we've talked about this in previous episodes but the, and, and I've, I've referenced it earlier in this episode, but I can really clearly see in my kind of past career that moment in time where what I thought was true in terms of the leader I was shown to be just stopped sitting right with me. And I had to take that moment to go, right, how am I going to show up Who authentically? What mm. do I need to do differently? And how do I start to challenge my thinking, my reactions? How do I challenge reactions of other people as I go through that process and all of that was it was an unlearning and unraveling it's it's like you know when you if you do knitting you're frogging you're frogging the jumper because it's never going to fit or whatever (laughs) some knitting terminology that I've just learned there because I am not a knitter but I'm like wow I maybe want to be frogging who knew that was a thing in knitting um uh so yeah sorry (laughs) <laughs> i've now got a vision of what frogging might actually be um anyhow it's not like the other word that <laughs> animals do it's nothing <laughs> right moving us swiftly on we have got into you can tell we're on end of term happy vibes here we're like woohoo last episode it's party time um I literally had two sips of a beer. Look what's happened. Such, I said I said in one of the earlier episodes that... Lightweight. Oh, I used to, I, I've turned into a lightweight. Yeah, absolutely. You see, and because, because of the uh, sound effect of the ice cubes, I'm keeping it all under control because I've only had the one big slurp this, at the start. It's going to be my unravelling and uh, down. It's going to be your frogging. Yeah. 
your frogging episode. Um, so we have focused a bit on the individual and quite personal sort of unlearning. And because this is the end of series episode and we start the series most times with a kind of general few thoughts about the state of leadership today, I thought it might be an opportunity to bring it back to that wider kind of leadership piece by asking you, Lee, for your thoughts about what you might think leaders need to unlearn for 2024. And I know I'm, well, I know I'm potentially creating one of the biggest Lee soapbox moments ever, but I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there because we've, we've got views and opinions and we're happy to share them. That's why we do the podcast. So in terms of that broader leadership unlearning for 2024, what are your thoughts, Lee? I really had to try and contain myself <laughs> with, with what I could focus on and say, I've got a few few ideas. I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox okay. because it's not going to serve my well-being greatly. Being boundaried and thinking about what you need as a leader in yeah. this too. So I'm loving that. Good role yeah. modelling. Um, so I think for me, saying things to win popularity contests um, and even that unlearning around I need to stay polite and I need to try and people please. We, I, I think we need leaders to be standing up and acting with integrity all the more now. Um, so for me, I think that's that's a real thing around unlearning. What, what does it mean to be a popular leader? And does that mean I have to do things that don't align with values, et cetera, et cetera? I think there's something for me about unlearning the concept of time. Um, this is a big thing for me this year, like how we view time and manage time. And I'm seeing more and more uh, impatience in people who want everything now. And moving on to the next thing really quickly. And I question, like, what for? Like, why? Why, is, why are we creating this urgency about stuff when it's going to sit in your inbox for a week before you get to it? And all you're doing is creating stress for your teams. And um, so I think we need to unlearn this, this concept of how we manage ourselves and our people. And it links with that self-leadership piece. Um, I also think it links with unlearning what it means to be in control um, and feeling comfortable with letting go of control and stepping into letting people be adults stop let's just stop treating people like we're the we're the parent and they're the child and as leaders we we know best we don't boy we don't and we can see that with some of the people that's rising to the top in organizations they do not know best i'm getting on my state box this it's what the listeners come here for lee come on <laughs> and then i and and i think the other area i mean I've, i'm really reining myself in here because i could i could literally just keep going and going and going but I think there's something for me about unlearning what is normal in the workplace and in leadership, because I think normal has been thrown up in the air over the last couple of years. And yet all I'm hearing is organisations and leaders who are trying to go back to a time that I don't think necessarily was the greatest. And we know that with the 
you know how people think and feel about the workplace we know that with issues of equality and um diversity we know that with gender imbalance we know that with you know so many indicators why are we harping back to go back to this place that you know the grass was not greener then like let's get some reality we need to unlearn what we think normal is I don't know where I go from here there's so much in there Lee there's so much in there and and again, lots of similarity to things that, that came into my head when thinking about what leaders need to unlearn. And this this parent-child thing and sort of the trust stuff and the going back to what it was like before was definitely high on my agenda because I think we are really at a point in time where, yeah, we've got potential just to be taking so many steps backwards and not actually learning anything, like, you know, talking about unlearning, but we're not actually learning from you know, what could make an organisation feel like a great place to work, a great place to get a service or a product from, because we seem to have started to become obsessed with, we want to go back to what it was like before COVID. And I'm just a bit like, but but why do we need to do that? Because we've proved people can work and operate in a different way. Mm -hmm. So why, like, what's the purpose in going back? And I think some of the argument around that is about that balance between what employees need and want and what the organisation is here to deliver. So I think we need to unlearn that desire to want to parent and and to tell and dictate and actually learn how to have open and transparent conversations about how you can compromise and get the best possible outcomes for as many people as you can. Um, it's It's definitely something for me there. And you think, you know, politics, they want to go back in America. There is a real potential that we're going to have like the most awful person going back into the White House. That's a real and, you know, present danger. That's a film as well, isn't it? Here in present danger, I don't know. Another Um, niche reference. (laughs) If anybody from the last episode still got their bingo card out. But, you know, that's like, come on. Yeah, why? Reality check. Just just the other other day, um, Yorkshire Cricket reinstated a chairman well, who had to step down because they, they, they were racist. Like, come on, just because they can get some money. So this absolutely leads me on to something I think we need to unlearn. Well, some not we. I think I think we probably know this, um, yeah. but that some leaders need to unlearn about what reputation management actually means. Because I still think, and it has come back up to the surface with all of the stuff around the post office situation and Fujitsu, that actually in this day and age, reputation does not mean make sure the brand of our organisation at any cost to anybody is, is protected. Because actually what we've seen in those old school examples of what happened many years ago is the reputation of the brand has not been protected at all. And understanding what makes up your brand, which is the way you behave, the what you role model, you know, the standards that you set for people, that's actually your reputation, feels like something we really need to just take stock of and just check in with people to go look we don't want this old school like reputation management vibe as a leader we want you to just basically be doing the right thing and your good reputation will therefore follow and on that point I just would say there's something for me about can we also I don't I don't even know if it's possible to unlearn this because I don't know how to say the sentence but can we also unlearn this kind of uh 
I'm just going to bury my head in the sand and not deal with anything until actually it becomes too much of a prominent issue and I have to deal with it. So again, the post office one, maybe even cricket one would be good examples of that as in like, you know, we, this has been going on can for 20 yeah yeah question. can we get away with it we can yeah. we've got away with it for 20 years but now there's been an itv drama about it we're going to take some action well how many other things have been rumbling on for such a long time with total inaction you know is that what it's going to take like the media actually managing people to take leadership decisions because they put something into the spotlight is not the way yeah. i think people should be leading and this links back to my first point around, you know, popularity contests and st stop trying to do yeah. things that you think will win you a popularity contest. That that you know that is is something that's got to be unlearned. So yeah, it's kind of like a full circle, isn't it? It is. It is a full circle, and we stop the circle there because I feel like we could go on forever with that and um, you know, take up yeah, and another thing and take up the whole episode, but. I did th want to just throw that in there because we usually start a series with a sort of lowdown of what's happened in between. And I feel like we could end this series with a, like, what do we need to unlearn so that we can all be better leaders for 2024? Because we're still early-ish in the year. So we've got opportunity to make change and do things differently. So yeah. thank you for indulging me with that question, Lee. And um, I, yeah, I think you did really well in not getting into full soapbox mode for that one. So. I, well, my ring was tell me that I'm too stressed and I have to have a lie down. So I'm do, like, you're, do people? I, I, yeah, yeah, I, that's I anyway. Yeah, I've got one of these wearable technology Shut. things that I won't mention the brand, but it will tell me if I'm kind of my stress levels will arise in. And we need to keep them at a nice even level yeah. so that you can be the best leader you can be without having to manage the impacts of that stressly. So. Thank you. And I hope I didn't get you too stressed. I hope your wearable's not um about to implode. Uh, so I will, I'm conscious of time. I'm conscious that we've got, well, I've got a gin that needs drinking with ice cubes melting in it. So um, I'm going I am going to um, try to wrap us up in terms of this conversation. And we are all about the action here. So I wanted to know what advice and what action uh, do you think that a leader listening to this could take around unlearning? I think it's about recognising that it's a work in progress. Absolutely starts with your self-awareness and an openness to change, reframe, challenge, whatever it is that you thought you knew. And I think that's that's your premise that's the mindset stuff you need to do how what it is you choose to unlearn and when you choose to do it is a whole other kind of question like but let's let's get the self-awareness piece sorted first i love that and i think for me part of that self-awareness is just asking yourself the question am i achieving what i set out to achieve and using that as a measure of maybe then where you might want to focus some of your time and energy. And if I was going to give a plug to uh, another episode in this series, if you haven't listened to it already, I think going back to the episode around self-leadership might also help get you into the right headspace because part of that was around that self. There was, there was lots of selves in the self-leadership piece, but part of that was around that awareness and insight. So um, in terms of your own development, I would suggest that might also be another good listen for you if you haven't heard that episode already so 
that's the end. That's the end, folks. Of, well, of this series. I'm not saying that's the end, full stop. So um, this is very polite of you. It's back to your regal manner. You did raise your hand in a very regal way to go to your beautiful dress, Zenly. <laughs> what's, what's your highlight of the series? Oh, my highlight of the series. Well, apart from all the laughs, which obviously is, which which I love because we are talking about really serious topics yeah. here when we're talking about leadership and we are committed to wanting to support other people to make some sort of change, no matter how small, to challenge some of that leadership BS. But what I do love and what I've loved is that we have managed to have some laughs along the way, which I hope demonstrates some level of authenticity and what our relationship is like with each other. So I'll thank you for the laughs along the way. Um, I'm not, it's not because I've just said it, but actually for me personally, the self-leadership episode has really been one that I have reflected on a lot since we recorded it and thought about a lot in terms of actions that I want to take over the coming months to help me with my development, but also getting some balance and really thinking about my next steps in terms of how I want to show up as a leader. And a lot of that has been about the self-care piece because I have spent some time neglecting the things that mean I'm possibly not bringing my best self always into the leadership space. And it's easy to think because they're things to do with home and health yeah. and yeah. getting a balance somewhere else that actually you you should neglect it to be totally focused on the work and the business stuff. So for me, that probably has been my highlight for a totally selfish reason because it's helped me to reflect and rethink around you know my own approach to things so good question right back at you well um I threw the question at you thoroughly unprepared of what my answer would be <laughs> and then realized as you were talking that you would do yeah, this I would of course I would <laughs> and I can barely remember what I was doing yesterday far less what we've covered in the series um but I I actually agree with you I think 2024 the focus on self-leadership is a really important one I think as we've come out of um not even come out of we are in really challenging times mm. still in yeah. many many ways and uh, I think the pandemic gave an opportunity for people to think about what they wanted in life and careers and work and everything and then we've started to slip back into what is normal and I think this year is the opportunity to really start to try and harmonise the what I thought and hoped then and let's not lose track of that in the noise that's being created around us with with it all. Um, and personally, again, just that focus on I can't show up and serve anyone to my best if I, I'm not showing up and serving myself first and, and that isn't a selfish thing to think or feel or do well cheers to that lee there could not possibly cheers. have been a better ending to the series so i hope if that's the only thing that listeners take away um please do take that away and consider that as you make progress in your leadership uh journeys careers whatever um i want to thank everybody who's listened to this series of how to take the lead it's been a pleasure as always having these conversations and challenging some of my own thinking um along the way so uh the biggest thank you has to go to you lee for continuing with our how to take the lead collaboration so thank you, you. and also I, I on like not to extend this conversation because i feel like you know we've got the you did the good ending and then we're like 
Oscar yeah, pulling away from it. To play, but... <laughs> Boo, get her off. <laughs> in, in the whole self-leadership piece, one really important step that we've taken this year with the podcast is to get external support. And yeah. it's been a, an opportunity for us to free up and change how we use our time when it comes to the podcast so that we can focus on supporting people in a different way. So yeah. I think that's a good leadership proactive action. So thank you to to our editor and people who've supported us. Absolutely. That is a definitely an important thank you because it has made the world of difference to how we are spending our time and uh self-leading. So huge thank you. So um I'm now we can do the cheers, uh give ourselves a pat on the back and most importantly say thank you to the listeners who've stuck with us and also to those who might be new and have only just found us. We hope to bring more great content your way over the rest of the year in whatever shape or form that might take so thank you everyone i hope you enjoyed the series and uh we'll see you next time thanks for listening don't forget to hit follow to make sure you get the next episode and if today's discussion resonated please leave a review on apple podcasts we also have our Substack community where you can get behind the scenes info, ask us anything sessions and build your network with like-minded leaders. Visit howtotakethelead.substack.com to find out more. And if you want to work with us to challenge and change leadership in your organisation, get in touch by dropping us an email, howtotakethelead at gmail.com or DM us on the socials. Until next week, get out there and take the lead.